Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Beers and Ears podcast where we put on our idea hats and give the Disney company free gold for them to use in their parks. My name is Matt. I am Michael Eisner. I mean Bob Iger. I mean Bob (laughs) Chapek. No, not Bob Chapek. I am Casey Woolley. Uh, But yeah, call us Eisner and and or or Card Walker. You know, call us the the creative brains. We're gonna go some Disney. If you're listening, uh, we don't need any kind of compensation. Just say, hey, this came up. This was made by Matt and Casey, and we'll be good by the Beers and Ears podcast. I guess (laughs) if if you want to give us compensation, like you know, free park tickets, free park tickets, yeah. You know, uh, we'd because a silver accept. pass, a silver yes. pass that, that we'd be good. So, yeah, we'd happily um, accept. So, what we're doing today, if you can't already tell by the episode title, is we're doing another top 10. And you know, we love our top 10s, but this one is a parks related top 10. And it's not like, um, you know, these are top 10 things that actually exist. Actually, these are our top 10 picks for properties, intellectual properties, IP that Disney owns that should either have a parks attraction or the parks attraction that exists already is in um, is, uh, is, uh, not not up to par, if you will. And it doesn't uh, it doesn't meet the like amazingness of what the movie is. Exactly. So we, we we're going to kind of say, hey, here's an idea instead. Um What's also interesting is we're going to maybe also not only just list the name of the IP, but also kind of what we think the attraction could be or a general idea. Um, and we would love to hear your feedback, too, uh, on all of our socials, uh, Twitter, Facebook, e- email us even. Did we miss one that's glaringly obvious? Or did you like our idea? Or was our idea lame? And do you have a better idea? Um, I think part of the fun of being in the Disney community, Matt, is that we do get to speculate about what could be. Um, and then get to be odd when we see what is. And here's the fun part about this list is, you know, on some of them, these lists, like, I consider there are wrong answers. And maybe here there are some wrong answers too. But there's really, I don't feel like there's many quote-unquote wrong answers in this. Like, there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of fun intellectual property out there. And I, I am an ideas person and not the, like, nuts and bolts person. That's why yeah. like, most of my ideas get squashed. So I yeah. love a platform where I can just give an idea where no one's going to be like, okay, and what's the budget of this? And what's the nuts and bolts? Like, it's just an idea. That's it. Well, and frankly put, um, if Walt were still alive, he, he, he wouldn't want you to think about uh, budget or he would want to, he would want the pie in the sky and he would tell you to go higher and then he would tell you to go higher. Um, did you, ha- before we even get started, did you happen to see that article that came out about the Iger Chappic relationship? I think I, I did. posted it. Holy smokes. Talk about some palace intrigue there, huh? There's, I mean, I, I think this is going to be one of those things that 10 years from now, there's going to be books and things like that that are written about this. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that I think comes out about this time period um, that we don't know. I think there's so much going on behind the scenes that, that we just don't know. I, I still don't think Chappic will be here in five years. I, I really don't. I know a lot of what he's executing on as the chief executive officer is stuff that was left over from Iger. But I honestly, I just, I don't, I don't think he's the right man at the top. I think Josh DeMauro 
should be the next in line from a succession plan. I really do. But that's a different conversation, I guess. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I just think it fits kind of good with this just because, you know, this is this is the kind of stuff that Imagineers have done for decades and um, in terms of imagining what could be, right? So, okay. Uh, would you like to start this one or would you like me to start this one? I think I usually start the top tens. I don't know if that now that's- Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah. like I usually start them off. Yeah. Um, and of course, I, I, I earmark my 10th spot for <laughs> one that I know is not going to be on your list, but I don't care. And it's probably right. a little bit of a reach. And anyone who knows me probably sees this coming from a mile away. But can, I, can I guess? Yes. Is it going to be The Incredibles? It is not going to be The Incredibles. Oh, okay. So the Incredibles okay. did not make my list for the on the grounds of there is The Incredicoaster. I, well, that's what I figured, but yeah. I just – I knowing you and The Incredibles yeah. being So I, I guess property. I took this as – I didn't pay attention to any international parks, but I did mm -hmm. pay attention to domestic parks. I agree. So I did, too. I, I did like Disney World and Disneyland, so like – um, you know, that was, that was with Incredibles where it's like, oh, I would really love something Incredibles in Disney World, but there's the Incredicoaster in Disney Fair World. Enough. No, All no. Right. This is an Emperor's New Groove ride. Oh, yep. All right. My bad. Yeah, I which, guess I should have gone there. Already, like, the whole scene where they go into Yzma's secret lab and, uh, um, and you know the faster, faster, Isma, put your hands in the air. Like that's a roller coaster right there. I would love it to start. This is the one that I really thought out. I would love it to start where it's a fake drop and you drop into the alligators and and someone you yells pull like, the wrong lever. You pull the wrong lever and then it yeah. goes in the roller coaster. <laughs> and then I think you could do some really fun things of like you're accidentally taking potions and you're becoming another animal and so the perspective changes. I think there's. I think there's some fun stuff there. I have no idea where this would go, how it would fit in any theme of any land in any of the worlds, but doesn't stop me from wanting it. So that's my number 10. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So my number 10 is actually, it's going to completely shock you, I think, because this is a movie I do not like, but I Ooh. know it's well loved. Um, and that is Monsters, Inc. Um, even though there's Monsters, Inc. laugh floor in Tomorrowland, I think for a movie that has had... Uh, to, for a franchise that has had two major blockbuster successes, has a Disney Plus um, uh, series, uh, has one of the most memorable theme songs, and some of the most lovable characters, there needs to be more. And, and, and I didn't really flesh it out too much, but I think some kind of movie where you're doing a lot of traveling, or it's a ride where you're doing a lot of traveling through the different doors and, and hitting different dimensions, if you will, I almost think if they were to ever redo the Tower of Terror in the vein of Guardians of the Galaxy, where you're up and down, how cool it would be to go through different doors as you hit the different levels. And and what's cool is you could put different things at different levels based on where you hit. And so the ride's different depending on how you hit it. So that was just, you know, my thought process for Monsters, Inc. I think the laugh floor, while cool, I think is, um, I don't think it does the, the, the franchise justice. No, I mean, the laugh floor is impressive because it is improv comedy. That's mm -hmm. the impressive thing about it. But if you're not really impressed by that, um, I, you're right. Like with how beloved that franchise is, it and and with how I believe there is a ride in Disneyland. Uh, I could be wrong about that. I but, don't believe there's a monster um, ride. I I think there down. is. I know there's one internationally where like there's um, it's like a game where you get flashlights and and 
you shine your light on the Monsters Inc. logo. Um, let me see your Monsters Inc. Mike and Sully to the rescue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. HD POV. You're right. Huh. Interesting. But uh, I will well, say it tells you something that I didn't know that it yeah, must and not a be a very popular don't. attraction. Yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of the Finding Nemo ride where it's like now Finding Nemo is not on my list, but I'll still make this point where it's like that movie was a blockbuster hit and that's the ride we have for it. Well, well actually, that's an amazing segue because that is on my list at number nine. Oh, fi- well. fi- Finding Nemo. Man, uh, look at me. To your exact point, Finding Nemo was a blockbuster hit. Finding Dory was a blockbuster hit and the superior of the two, in my opinion, as we've already learned on this podcast. That said, the seas with Nemo and friends is what we get. Like, don't get me wrong. The stage show in Animal Kingdom was awesome. It has now been discontinued, unfortunately. It sounds like they're going to maybe revamp it or something. Yeah, yeah, they're just revamping it. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. We know what a revamp (laughs) means in Disney terms. But, like, how could you not? You could do such an amazing ride. I mean, I think Finding Nemo has got such world building that you could almost build like a sub world in some cases, you know, you could, you know, the different areas of the ocean, you could have a kid's play area. Um, you could build a ride where they're trying to get out of the fish tank. You could build a ride based upon the, the Australian current. Right. So there's all kinds of different things that you could do, but we get the seas with Nemo and friends, like, <laughs> which on. is the movie, <laughs> the plot of the movie in three minutes. And right. I, I just, I have a distaste for those types of rides where it's like, okay, I, I like the rides where it's like a continuation of the story or it's something brand new. But the ones mm-hmm. that are just like, hey, let's recap this movie in, in three minutes. I'm just like, okay, I've seen the movie. I don't yeah. need to like. It's like Little Mermaid's recap when they do that. I mean, it's a fun ride. Don't get me wrong. But it is kind of like, okay, I've seen the movie. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. All right. What's your number nine? My number nine is Inside Out. Um, nice. You know what? That, that even hit my list. I can't believe I didn't think about that one. I think that now I've talked in this podcast. I think this is a perfect marriage with Journey into Imagination. Mm-hmm. I think they should change Journey into Imagination. Well, first of all, I think they should change it back to what it was in its original form. That first. Um, but if they don't, I think you change it to Inside Out and then Figment is a character that appears in that i think that's a perfect marriage could be be bing bong's friend or something exactly i mean like they're kind of of the same fabric if you will you know and it could very easily you (laughs) you start talking about emotion and then all of a sudden figment appears and talks about well the greatest in in your mind is imagination let's go and like it, it, it to me just works out really really well i think the thing about inside out as well is it is a movie that is beloved by kids and adults. And so yeah. I think a ride would be one that would be really, really fun for the kids and adults. Cause don't get me wrong. I, I like Winnie the Pooh. The Winnie the Pooh ride is really boring for me. Like it's, it, it's cleverly done, imagineered very well, but it, it's boring. <laughs> I feel about the Winnie the Pooh franchise. I've never, I've never been a Winnie the Pooh fan. And for those of you who are out there, I'm not meaning to offend you. I get it. But that franchise has always just been kind of boring to me. So I, I'm with you on that one. I skip that ride usually. You're not missing much. The The yeah. one that I hear is very good is the one in Japan. That one is worth going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what the, the, you know, experts tell me. <laughs> um, okay. Am I up for number eight? Correct. You are. 
Um, okay, I'm going to go with, uh, I think I, I said this on our Brave podcast, uh, but I believe that Brave needs some park representation. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't have that one on my list. Um, I think partly because I was having a hard time thinking about what it could be, but I, I agree with you. I, I it absolutely, I mean, she, she gets all kinds of kudos when she comes out as a character meet and greet. So why not? You know? Yeah. I think you could do something really cool with, um, around like the you're trying to change your fate and that's kind of the the whole like premise that. of the ride and um i don't know that maybe is is the same as like a recap of the movie in three minutes that i just said maybe. i hated but i feel like there you could, could be a there could be a, a, a part of it where you're chasing the, the willow wisps or the willows of the what is it whisper the wisps, wisps. yeah yeah where you're chasing the wisp after something maybe it has something to do with 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 um Merida's fate maybe it's something to do with your own fate or something yeah you know, there's there's ways that you can build around it where Merida maybe helps you out think about frozen uh, the frozen ever after or the yeah. frozen ride yeah but I think that that the scene like the scenery the set pieces in brave lend itself really well to a ride mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that, that was just kind of what what I thought so yeah all okay. right uh gonna go to my number eight now um again this is one that i'm not hugely high on but i know it is immensely popular out there and while it has some representation around october november and december the rest of the year it is left out and that is the nightmare before christmas oh you are you want nightmare before christmas year round i think nightmare before christmas year round i think there could be i think it lends itself to a dark ride i think you absolutely could put it um, in, in, into a dark ride scenario. Um, I, I don't exactly know what park it would necessarily go. In. It would have to be magic kingdom. This is where I, it, you know, I wish we could have like an extension of magic kingdom, you know, and I know a long time ago there was rumors circulating about dark kingdom, which was the villains park. Right. But maybe it's never going to be a, it, well, maybe it will never be a full park, but it'd be really cool if there was like a dark land and, and you could put some of this stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I could, I, I could just see it. Maybe there's, um, uh, you could you could set it up to where there's a door to you know Christmas Land or Halloween Land or Eastern Land and there's small little rides in each of the lands or something. I don't know. I just I f- I feel like because of how immensely popular Jack and Sally are, not just during Halloween time, not just during Christmas time, but really all year round, a lot of people relate to them. There is absolutely no representation in the park. Yeah, really, and. Like- and and at Disney World, there is no representation. Yeah, I mean, because it, they just do that overlay at Disneyland. They, they do the the character meet and greet during the mm-hmm. Mickey's Not So Scary or what is now Boo Bash. Um, other than that, nothing. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. Um, yeah, again, again like, I'm not, not my like, favorite ride, but it, like, I think it needs to be there. Here's the thing: I am also all for rides that I'm not into, but other people are because that means that they go to that ride and I can go do things that I want to do. Perfect. You want to know why I love the Tomorrowland Speedway? I don't want to go on the Tomorrowland Speedway, yes, but when but there's when I see there's an hour long wait, I'm like, heck yeah. Yep, same with the Astro Orbiter too. Yep. It's another one where it's like, nope, not my thing. Or again, Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. Have at it. Um, okay, my other one is again another character I'm not a huge fan of. But they did him so wrong. Stitch's Great Escape was the worst <laughs> ride in the history of rides. And he needs a real attraction. I, he needs 
I, I don't even know what it would be. Maybe you become Stitch and you're being chased. Maybe you're an alien and you're along with Stitch for the ride and you're being chased. Maybe it's a family ride where it's all about Ohana and, and maybe Stitch gets lost and you're helping Lilo try to find him or something. I don't know. It doesn't have to be an adult-oriented ride. It definitely could be a kid ride. But they got, I just I feel like besides Mickey Mouse, Stitch is like the character that that – 90s kids gravitate to and when i say 90s kids they're adults now and they still gravitate to him and they have no representation in the park for him at all yeah he did not make my list i i I thought about it but my distaste for stitch (laughs) over there were other rides that i was more excited about so i put those in but you're right like with the popularity of that character it, it really is a wonder that they haven't tried to put him into something but i guess here's what i will say though journey into imagination i'm going to reference this again is right now not a good ride yet Mm -hmm. figment fans including myself i ride that ride every single time that i go there i know it's bad but i check the wait times oh it's down to 15 minutes great time to get in line for journey to imagination i ride it i go wow that was great i got to see figment and and then i was good you didn't get that with these Stitch fans Mm-mm. where it wasn't like, oh, man, you know what? I know this sucks, but I love Stitch. So I, so I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to go on this mm-hmm. new. No. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if almost that tells you a little bit of they like the character, but I don't know how a, like if they're really if Stitch fans are begging for an attraction. I guess here's a great thing. If you are a Stitch fan. Would you go on a Stitch attraction, and what would it be? I, I, I really would like to know because I am not an expert in Stitch. Well, it could also be something simple. Maybe it's not an attraction in a park. It could be, um, you know, Lilo teaches you how to surf, you know, at one of the resorts or something, or at the water park. I mean, th- that could maybe it's a water ride. Maybe, it, you know, I know we talk in parks, but it could be a water ride. Ooh, I'm into this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be really cool to have, like, a Stitch-based water ride. Yeah. yeah. Like, at the wave pool, you learn how to surf with Lilo and Stitch. You know, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to make the Stitch costume, you know, waterproof but you know that's i feel okay. like there's some way you could do him where it's like you have an instructor that's, that's yes and maybe he's know. like up on the lifeguard yeah. he's the lifeguard watching yeah, over yeah. something and, rah, 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 yeah. you know yeah. or whatever he does okay yeah you know i gotta say we are now six into this i think my four and your two and we've not had a duplicate yet we have not had a duplicate that is interesting that is interesting um okay so what is your number so seven i think i think seven yes yeah. my number seven um and there's been rumors of this but i until it is confirmed i'm not going to say anything um that is coco i think that coco i mean honestly grand fiesta tour just it, it it writes itself. It just needs to be reskinned to Coco. And especially because you could do so many cool things where like you you're that's one of those great extension of the story things where it's okay, now it's Day of the Dead, you know, some year, and you journey mm-hmm. it you mm-hmm. you you take the journey into the land of the dead and and celebrate with Miguel's like family. It. And and Mama Coco is there, and Hector. The final is there. scene is is remember me. There, everyone's singing along yeah. or something. Uh-huh. I know they're putting it into the Philhar Magic, which is really cool. Which I think I'm going to be able to see the day after it opens. I think because I'm there November. I'm flying in on the 11th. Magic Kingdom Day is the 12th. 
and then the 15th. I think if I don't catch it on the 12th, which is the day it opens, I'll be able to catch it on the 15th. So I'm really excited because nice. Silver Magic is to... one of my favorite rides. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just think that Coco, especially with the music, like even if you did just a like stage show, like almost a um, uh, almost like a Festival of the Lion King, mm-hmm. like in the Mexico Pavilion, like did like a whole Miguel uh pop-up show i'd i'd be into that i think it'd be awesome and it seems like the way things are going with some of the pavilions now and world showcases they're becoming much more focused on ip so i I, i'd be okay with that i'd love to see each of the pavilions ipis if you will um i know some people diehard epcot fans disagree with me on that but to make epcot relevant to today's consumer i would love to see each of the pavilions with an ip as long as it is themed appropriately, mm-hmm. because Miguel's family lives in Mexico. Exactly. Like they, they, literally. Like, it's not like they live in, you know, southern Texas, and it's like, hey, now they're in Mexico. Like, like no, that put, makes You could put Miguel's house in Mexico. I mean, how cool would that be to walk through his house? I, I just, there's just different things you could do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We're on to my number six, correct? Yes. My number six um, is we need an Atlantis ride. Oh, um, again, not on my list. So, all right. This would be a very cool ride. It pretty much is kind of like a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea type thing. I could and, see it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think you just call it, you know, search for Atlantis. And, yep. you know, the big, you know, finale is finding Atlantis. And um, I, I, I just think, I think the the ride, and, and that has some shades. The movie has some shades of Avatar where, like, there's a lot of bioluminescent colors that I think could be really visually stunning. I think it. I think it's, you could put that into Spaceship Earth. Yeah, that would fit like like as a replacement for Spaceship Earth. That would be a fun thing to put inside that sphere. Yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, it's a good steampunk um, mm-hmm. vibe, and I, I know yeah. that's really popular right now. Yeah, and I, that seems to be popular. It seems like that's been around for a bit, and it just continues to grow yeah. in popularity. Yeah. So I think that that's one that they could do, and I know that there's the water slide in, I believe it's Typhoon Lagoon that has like a reference to Atlantis, but it's not an Atlantis ride, and that's another place that I see that you know and, you and- could. Weren't they planning, like, if Atlantis had done well, they were trying, they were going to do a bunch of theme park stuff. When we did our Atlantis episode, I believe that's what we talked about, is that, you know, in the research, it was like, yeah, I mean, they were looking to really capitalize, they were expecting that to do a lot. Yeah. And it didn't, and I think the sad thing about it is you're watching the movie 20 years later going... This could have been really good. This could have been really, really yeah. cool. <laughs> it is a cool movie. I mean, I, I'm glad you made me watch it. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So that was my number six. Yeah. All right. So my number six is going to surprise you, I, I think. And, and I think this is because, well, you weren't on the episode when we discussed this, but I think Hercules needs its own attraction. Is that on your list? Yeah, it's our first uh, It's our first crossover. Where's, where's it at on your list? Um, it is number five, actually, my next one. Okay, so pretty close. So I don't have it fle- – I actually don't think this needs to be a full-on ride. I think that this would be a fun area in Fantasyland where you could go and spend time in Mount Olympus. 
where you could see the statues of Zeus and Poseidon and stuff and maybe take an elevator or something down down to uh, the underworld and or, or you know that or maybe it maybe the the ride is in Mount Olympus so it you know the the facade of the ride is Mount Olympus and you get in like Apollo's chariot and it's somehow it's a simulator very similar to like Star Tours where you you race through different the, the sea the sky you wind in the underworld where you face off against Hades or something I think there could be a lot of fun there. I know Hercules, I think it was a popular movie. It wasn't the most popular. It was a pretty decently popular movie. It's pretty much one of those standbys that people can watch. It's got one of the best songs in Disney history. The fact that there's nothing, like that that does surprise me. There's nothing for Hercules. Well, I mean, you touched on it. It's got everything in there. And especially that that's one thing that I look at where how fun would that ride be with the music of Hercules? Right. Um, one of my honorable mentions was Tarzan. And mm-hmm. part of that mm-hmm. was because I was like, you could throw the soundtrack up there and people would go nuts for it. Like people would be singing along. It'd be great. I also think there's some great set pieces that you could do with the Titans. Oh, yeah. That the oh, end yeah. of that is the battle for Olympus with the Titans. And I think there's some really cool stuff you could do with that. I think I think if you really wanted to go big with it, you could like said Mount Olympus. Um, if you wanted to do it a little bit after the movie, maybe 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 you could do a lot again a comedy show with Hades, and Hades could get up there and, and tell jokes or something. I I don't know. There's just so many things that you could do. Um, to you know, Pain and Panic could have their own thing. Could you imagine that? Oh, yeah. I just I think there's I, I think there's a, Hercules is one of those properties that's just fun and it's whimsical and it's magical, but it's not fantasy based. It's it's mythology based, which I think is really important. My number five, um, and we're going to veer off track a little bit, um, is actually, even though he's already got a attraction, a big one that just opened um, uh, two years ago, um, this one's Mickey Mouse, but it's Epic Mickey. I would love to see an attraction based on Epic Mickey where you have Oswald and Mickey team up and you find yourself inside of um, the sorcerer's painting. Uh, and you know, it could be like a true version of Epic Mickey where you're, have you ever played Epic Mickey? I have. Yeah. I, okay, it's, so it's where a very you're fun, painting yeah. or you're erasing stuff away, you could almost make it kind of like a, um, like a midway mania, you know, toy story, midway mania where you score at the end based on what you do with your two shooters, if you will, you know, whether mm-hmm. you're shooting paint thinner or paint. Um, and, and Oswald and Mickey are there to kind of guide you along the way. I think that could be a lot of fun. I mean, I I wonder when the first time they bring a video game property, whether it be Epic Mickey, Kingdom Hearts, something like that, really seriously into the park dimension. I think Kingdom Hearts probably has a better chance in like Japan, some of the Asian markets. Well, that is on my list. So oh. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Sorry. Hearts is, is oh no, Kingdom Hearts is my number four. So I'm just gonna since you okay, brought yeah, it up, I'm it. gonna bring. I just. To your point, Kingdom Hearts is this massively popular franchise that has hit video game and Disney enthusiasts. We've talked about it on the pod. Did you happen to see the the, the news about Sora and the Nintendo Switch? Yeah. So that, Sora is the latest character, the last character on Super Smash Brothers. Uh, Nate told me, I'm like, I wonder how much they're paying Disney for that. And apparently the quote that, that's floating around out there is they are literally paying per day to have him in the game. So like that is I can only imagine what that what that number is but um but I think 
Kingdom Hearts. I think Kingdom Hearts, maybe it doesn't need to be in the parks, but you know how they had that um, attraction at Disney Springs? Oh, uh, Disney Quest, few, right? Yeah, no, no, not Disney Quest. It was the, the virtual reality thing that they had recently at Disney yes. Springs. Yes. Um, the VR experience. And, and they had a couple different ones that they've ran through. I think Star Wars was the latest one. But I think a Kingdom Hearts experience could be really could could go there. Um, yeah. I just I'm wondering if it's just having to do with rights with with um with uh who is it that even does them? The now? Square Enix is yeah, the Square company Enix. That, yeah. yeah. So I'm just wondering if it if, if it has to do with rights there and and you know, I don't know. I just I think that Disney is gonna be fighting for their life against um uh, Epic Universe and with Super Mario World and Nintendo World that they're going to have to do something here. So they're going to have to go big because really, I mean, outside, I mean, Epic Universe has been announced and Super Mario World has been announced. Those are huge, huge things. Disney has not announced. They've announced some really cool small things. Yeah. But I mean, really, nothing... we've got Guardians of the Galaxy coaster, the Tron coaster. But I would say like those aren't those are things that I'm really excited about, but I wouldn't call those like on the on the level of a whole new land that is just beautifully themed. And I I, I don't know. I just I, I, I wonder though. Like beca- I'm wondering if the reason why you're not seeing that though is you really can't outdo a park. Like the fact that you know you know Universal's literally going to do a whole new park. And Disney has frankly said they don't necessarily want to open a fifth gate. I mean, the amount of work that goes into opening a brand new park. I mean, I know Universal's trying to pull up, you know, trying to like, you know, play up that Volcano Bay or whatever it's called is 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 a third park. It's a water park. It's, it's a water park. It's not <laughs> a park. It's this will be a true park and it'll be a major player. Disney, I just I know a lot of people are like, well, why can't Disney just open a fifth park? Do you understand what goes into opening it's a fifth park? It's not as easy. Like it took Animal Kingdom ten years to get its like to get its true like fan base the way that it wanted. It was kind of panned for a while when it first opened. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Before you go on, I, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna take a guess, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm gonna guess that you and I have the same number one. Okay, I don't think we do. Okay, fair enough. But I, I, I okay, do. all right. I, so, it, put it this way: if my number one is not coming up, I'm going to be shocked. Okay, um, so, so um, my my number five was Hercules, so I'm moving yep. into my number four. My number four is again a personal favorite: is Big Hero Six. Okay, I think that um, Big Hero Six, the the whole like town of San Francisco, um, the whole just vibe of it's a it's a technology based. Um, superhero team it could very easily be a like we're testing out this new flight thing come on with the team while we you know test this out mm-hmm. I, I think it could be really really fun and i think it could be a really a, like fun and funny ride with bamx, BAMX uh, yeah. you know, doing some you know doing his classic oh no you, you did it again by the way you said bamx 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 like, i think you're like you're like you're bringing in Beowulf with it, but it's it's Baymax, not Baymax. Baymax. Apparently, subconsciously, I am a uh, I am a, um, a subconsciously I am a Beowulf fan. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, but anyway, I think I think that that ride lends itself really, really well. And and to me, I think you could stick that in Tomorrowland and have that fit forever. Because Tomorrowland the, the problem, or Future World at Epcot. Yeah, the problem with any of this future stuff is. It 
it at some point you got you got to find something that's futuristic and timeless all at the same time and that's difficult yeah i agree i like that one that's a good one that wasn't on my list so we're, we're doing pretty good all right all right what's um, your number three my number three, um, so my number three and number two are ones that I have already talked about on this pod in our This For That episode, and I'm just kind of rehashing it, so sorry, listeners, okay. I'm rehashing it. Um, Fantasia is my uh, number three. All right, all where right. Where I think that you could easily do a Sorcerer's Apprentice-themed ride that would be really, really fun with the music, with the set pieces, and that could very much, you know, rehash the story, put me into it, and I'm I'm in. Okay. I think that that could work yeah, really, really well. Yeah, I think well. that could work. You know, I think maybe the reason why I didn't I didn't put it was because I think in some ways Philharmagic Philharmagic has elements of Fantasia in it, so I, I was like, that's ah, kind of already got something. But I could, I, I think they could go that route and do a full on Fantasia and and make it truly four D or five D, you know. Well, and it does have Fantasia Gardens is you know a mini golf course, yep, and, yep. which is beautifully themed. But I think that well, and I think part of it, I'll go back to my, you know, you can go back and listen to our this for that episode, but. I think it needs to replace rock and roller coaster because rock and roller coaster is just weird. It's just Speaking weird. of which, did you hear they've covered up the giant guitar? Oh no, I didn't hear that. So the entrance apparently to 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 the roller coaster has now been covered up. The, the Aerosmith's guitar. There's been rumors circulating for, I want to say it's been a couple years now that that the Aerosmith part of rock and roller coaster is going to go away. So it, you know, maybe you'll get your wish. Maybe they'll theme it to something like that. I mean, it could be themed around that and still be a roller coaster i mean i th- you could very easily do a sorcerer's apprentice roller coaster yeah um you know i i, I don't know like i think it, that that ride is itching that whole area is just itching for like something else do. to 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 be in it and i think ip just is is ripe for the taking okay all right my number three uh, is something we have talked about, and there has been rumors circulating for this for a while. Um, uh, and now, with the um, d- demolition of uh, the, the the dinosaur coaster, um, the one that Primeval I'm, World, Primeval World, recently, that there's even more speculation. But Zootopia is is on my list. Um, I don't know if it's on yours or not, but I kept it as an honorable mention because I was like, so I'm just rehashing our this for that episode. <laughs> I need to leave one of those yeah. off of there. <laughs> This this one, I'm I'm shocked they've not done something with it yet. I know there was some talk that when Rafiki's Planet Watch was closed, that that might become a Zootopia area. But I, this doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could be something for the kids too, where the kids be trained to become a police officer in Zootopia or something. I just think that there is no representation whatsoever, and it's such a powerful movie, especially with what's going on in the world today about accepting people for who they are and all that stuff. Um, I, I'm just shocked that we don't have anything and that there's nothing been announced about it yet. And this could meet the criteria of what you said about the announcement of a land. Imagine how much like good press and like PR they would get by announcing they were going to add a whole new land to animal kingdom based on Zootopia with two new attractions or three new, two new attractions and uh, uh, junior Zootopia police Academy training or something you know oh, it, it, it'd be it'd be a slam dunk in my opinion i think that whole dinosaur area is just just i don't know it feels really weird the rest of the park feels so different from that part of it 
Well, it was thrown in there because it was a half-day park. I mean, it still is a half-day park. It was thrown in there because when Animal Kingdom opened, Animal Kingdom was over budget by a lot and they needed to get some extra stuff in there to make it worthwhile. And it's it's stuck around for 20 years and it's it's time. They they it's whether they keep it dinosaur themed or they move it into an Indiana Jones theme or 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 something that you're right. That area of the park. Just I don't even care if they make another country. Like you know, we've got yeah. Africa, we've got Asia. I don't care if you make it a different country. Yeah. Just um, just the, the dino. <laughs> yeah, Australia would be cool. Um, but just you know, the the um, the the dinosaur thing. Just I don't know. It just feels really out of place, and especially yeah. when there really isn't a good dinosaur property in Disney. I mean, both dinosaur and the good dinosaur are really not like beloved no. movies in the Disney kingdom. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to compete with Jurassic park down the street. No. You're not. You're, I mean, it, the reality is, is universal has the dinosaur market cornered and they will always have the dinosaur market cornered because when people think dinosaurs, they think Jurassic park and Jurassic park gets produced by universal. Uh, my number two, um, Again, this has been one that has been rumored for a while. It sounds like they've actually scaled it back, although we'll see what happens. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Is it on your list? This is my number one. Okay. So it was not. Okay. Wreck-It Ralph needs an attraction. Um, Since it's your number one, I'm going to let you talk about it. Um, I even went more specific, and we need a Sugar Rush attraction. I think that you just straight up, you don't even say it's Wreck-It Ralph. I think you straight up theme the outside, inside to Sugar Rush. And make it a technological wonder where it becomes, you know, they've done this with the Mario Kart attraction where it's this augmented reality thing. Why can't we do that? Like, it's this is the perfect opportunity for Disney to bring that into their park. Um, I think this is a perfect thing to, like, in that Tomorrowland area, um, right where Stitch's Great Escape is. Like, make, make that into the Sugar Rush area and maybe attach an arcade onto it as something, like, for people to do. And you put Fix-It Felix Jr. and you put, you know, all those, all those fun games in there. But I, I think that, you, that doing a Sugar Rush uh, ride would just be super, super cool. Yeah, I, I I think that would be great. I mean, yeah, I I think you could do like a sugar rush coaster or something. Yeah. Like you know, do like a dueling track coaster or something. How cool would that be? There, like there, I think that's that just lends itself really well. I mean, ultimately, you could do any of the games. You could do a Heroes Duty game. You could yeah. do um, maybe not so much a Fix It Felix Junior thing, but a, a, you know, a, a very much like an intense Midway Mania. With mm-hmm. with heroes duty and mm-hmm. um I I I mean I, I could see okay. I, I I picture it right now imagine if you had what was the name of the arcade in the movie uh, Litwax okay so imagine if you had um let, let's say this was on let's say this was on Main Street okay I've got this figured out okay. okay okay I'm excited let's say it's on Main Street USA and there is a true arcade. Litwax Arcade on Main Street USA and you can go in and you can play all these different games. But there's also when you get to Sugar Rush the entrance to the coaster is like, you remember in Tron how like the game opens up or Tron Legacy where the, the cabin opens up and he walks through the door. So imagine if as you're waiting the the queue for this is in this arcade. You could play all these games while you're waiting in the queue. 
and then to, to then to play Sugar Rush, you walk through the cabinet, if you will, and then you are suddenly in the game, but you are on the coaster. Oh, I'm, I'm... and it's on Main Street USA, and you can't see any of it because yeah. it's all hidden behind the buildings and stuff. Like, how cool would that be? I would be very much into this. Oh my um, god, that'd be an amazing attraction with amazing theming. Oh. I love the idea that they could just hide it, like hide yeah. it in sight almost. Yeah. Um, like in that little cove area. So when you're walking down Main Street off to the right there, there's an arcade right there. And it's a real arcade. And you walk in and as part of the queue, you you have the ability to play these video games as you go along. I love it. Ah, I love it. Disney, I, seriously, if you're listening, man, you are dropping the ball. <laughs> dropping the ball. I mean, and, but but you said it. Like it is, they it, it was such a strong enough franchise that they made it. They gave it a sequel. Yeah. Um. And 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 so I really feel like it's the fact that it's not more rep- well represented in the parks because that's now risking the. That movie, I think it was 2012 was the first one and 2019, 18 yeah. was the second one. Yep. Like you're risking the, if you don't put something in there and keep it a little bit more timeless that you've kind of lost your window. Yeah. And I think like you said, the second one is probably less timeless than the first one. It's more pop culture um, I think you would base this around the first, not yeah. the second. Um, and again, Sugar Rush, I think fits that bill perfectly. So that, that's great. Uh, what was your number two before I do my number one? My number two was Aladdin. That's my number one. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, um, do you mind if I go? Go for it. Okay. The fact that for the majority of children who were born in the 80s and early 90s, their favorite Disney movie to this day continues to be Aladdin. Aladdin continues to represent the magic of Disney the genie continues to be, and we've already said on this podcast multiple times, the one of the most popular characters in, in Disney history. So much so that they've named their new paid fast system, there you go. system as Disney Genie. Yes, exactly. Exactly. The fact that the, – the, 100%. The fact that this continues to be part of, of mainstream Disney culture, uh, what will be tw- – 30 years later, I mean, 1993, so we're 92, 93, we're right around the corner from this, right? Oh, no. (laughs) And all they have, all they have, all they have is a circular magic carpet ride in the middle of Adventureland. It's Dumbo Light. Yeah. And, and, And occasionally a character meet and greet. And Adventureland, and sometimes I think you'll see them in Epcot potentially. That's it. Blows my mind. Like the magic in Aladdin alone writes itself for any number of attractions. You could have a flight through the Cave of Wonders where you're attempting to get the lamp or you've touched a, a piece of treasure, right? You could actually get shrunk down into Genie's lamp and explore the lamp. <laughs> How cool would uh, that be? I love it. That could be an amazing story told, right? Um, there's you know a flight with the Iago. How? How Disney have you not put 
a true Aladdin attraction in your parks. I was thinking what do you about have to this, say though. About that? So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in again. My this for that was like an escape from a cave of wonders ride for Magic Kingdom. So I'm in on that. But if I, I was really thinking about this, Disney made their money in the '90s movies, mm-hmm. but yet you look at big e-ticket attractions. Little Mermaid has your in each park has like your just, you know, journey into the movie for three minutes. Yeah. You've got Beauty and the Beast that internationally has a ride and has a restaurant, but otherwise it's like Enchanted Tales and it, there, there's no ride. And, and, and Enchanted Tales with Belle is a recent addition, I think we yes. should add as well. Yes. Like that and, and it, it clearly it's 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 a fun attraction and it's gotten lots of props. But it also was just added, what, seven years ago? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like, hello. Um, Lion King, again, has Festival of the Lion King. But to me, the fact that there's not not a huge ride or anything with that. Again, Festival of the Lion King, beautiful, wonderful. It was created to be a placeholder. It wasn't even going to be a permanent thing when they first put it in. So there's that. You've got, I mean, Pocahontas is not represented. Again, these are movies I don't necessarily think should be. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Again, not saying we need a Hunchback of Notre Dame, right? Hercules. Hercules. Mulan. Mulan, uh, Tarzan. Tarzan. Those are your 90s movies. And there are no big name e-ticket attractions for those movies. And and, and even if you want to extend that to Stitch, like we talked about earlier in this pod, you go, wait a minute. <laughs> like well, it, it can, conti- but the thing is, is it, it, it continues on even into the early two thousands and even 2010 to some degree. Tiana does not have a ride. Um, Dangled has a bathroom. <laughs> well, it's so funny. You just said that. So we had somebody, I posted up uh, in the Facebook group that we were getting ready to record. And one of our listeners, uh, Kristen Conley, she posted on my picture Tangled. And, and, you know, it was in like, my honorable mentions was like, but like, how does Tangled not have a ride? Right? Like that whole bar scene of, I have a dream. I have a dream. These are things, the only, when you think about it, the only uh, movie that, truly is has been a hit in the last 30 years that has any kind of representation that is genuine is frozen and even frozen was simply a makeover of an existing ride like what are you doing disney and now i will give disney credit of not just trying to shoehorn in the flavor of the day because I do understand that like a park attraction, like we said with a park, it's not easy to just like tear something down and put something else back up. So, you know, if they can't cycle out these attractions every, you know, two seconds. And I do appreciate that. What if they could, though? What if they could? What if they could permanently install some kind of a... Hmm a simulation, you know, call it a star Wars simulation. You hell you could, Oh my goodness. Here's one. Call it the Renaissance, the Renaissance time machine. And you go and and they can pre-program adventures and you never know what adventure you're going to get. You go on a simulation somehow that takes you back through any of these movies. You could go on a magic carpet ride with Aladdin. You could, you could go through under the sea with little mermaid. You could um, go and fight the wolves or something with the beasts and beating the beast. Like, what if you could do that and they could program different attractions and you never know which one you're going to get? Well, and I also think that there's something to, could you build a ride that is meant to be reskinned every five years that you, that 
the Imagineers are meant to be the best in the business. Why can't they? I, so, I, I don't I don't get it. I mean, I understand that there's a certain cost. There's an ROI that has to go into it. They've got to be able to pay it back in some fashion. I mean, Tower of Terror, I think the figure that's out there is Tower of Terror costs $100 million to make, right? I don't know if uh, – I don't know what modern day rides cost. I mean, because that was 20 years ago when that was built. Um so, I mean, think about how many theme park p- tickets they got to sell. They got Disney Genie. Maybe they can do it now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just – I think you're right. I think we're hitting on something here, Matt, that is – they're missing the mark. You know, yeah. these are not – these are not, like, flavor of the month attractions now. They're – you know, like, if Disney were to announce an Aladdin attraction right now, they would get so much praise for it. Well – and I think what also is frustrating is like, so Remy's Ratatouille adventure opens up. I love Ratatouille. It is a very, very fun movie. Yeah. But the fact that like, wait a minute. So rat, like uh, the Ratatouille ride. And I get that it's like a carbon copy of the one in Paris. So there wasn't as much development that they had to do with it because the, the ride is already there. The scenes are already rendered and shot. And like, you just have to like, just rebuild it, just yeah. rebuild it. But so I get that there's some cost saving. But we, ha- but we there. have a ratatouille ride before we have a genuine any one of these other rides like that. That I completely agree with. Yeah, you. and and I'm and I'm sure that was some of the thing with the Tron coaster as well. That it's a carbon copy of the one in Shanghai, and yeah, so there's the less. Tron coaster is pretty cool. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean... I'm, I'm not saying the Tron, I'm not saying that the ratatouille ride is bad. I think it looks delightful and fun. The Tron coaster is going to be awesome. Like it, but it's. It's, you know, these, these are your money makers. Like these are your timeless classic money makers. And I'm, 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 I'm just not seeing as to why, why they're not leaning into them more, but also clearly it hasn't dampened the popularity of those. No, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the parks are loaded with, with attractions and, you know, there's a certain subsect of, of, of Disney fans, Disney park fans in particular that says, I don't want attractions based on IP. I just want, I want attractions that are based on original concept. I don't know if attractions based on original concept would fly in this day and age. I think that era has left us. I think that to get the children of this generation, uh, even remotely interested in something, I don't think you could build a figment today. I I, I don't. It depends on the concept. I, I do agree that I think Figment would be hard today, but like I'm thinking something like Expedition Everest. I think you could build that to the kids of today and even the people of today and have and have that be really cool. Like maybe a yeah. wild coaster where you are being chased by a visit the sacred temple of the Yeti and get chased by a Yeti, I'm in. What is the last generic ride? That was put in a Disney park. This is a Disney World. Last generic ride that has no IP attached to it. No IP. Um, I mean, Soren would be one. Um, Expedition Everest would be one. Um, let me think. I mean, Animal um, Kingdom, other than Expedition Everest, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I. Hmm. I don't think there's there's not been much that has that has no. been not IP based. No, that's what I'm saying is I, I, I think we're, I think we may be removed or we may be in an era where that's just, that's not feasible right now. I, here's I, I would thing. like to be wrong. Here's the thing though. I'm okay with, I'm okay with IP. I'm just, I, I, I don't want, what I don't want is just the rehash of the movie. I think that's what's fun about something like, Tron light cycle run mm-hmm. is 
it's just a really cool coaster that you are in a light cycle. Well, or 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 take again, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run or Rise of the Resistance. It is it is movie adjacent. It is well, not. And you, you know, are in the story. Uh, yeah. You know, you are a part of it. It's not just Pandora. Pandora is a great example. Flight yeah. of Passage is set a hundred years after the the first movie. So like. Well, and totally writing it because that, exactly. that's the thing like, okay, I don't need to go see the plot of finding Nemo in three minutes. Like I've seen that movie a thousand times. I yep. know the plot. Yep. Um, so I, I think that's the thing with IP is everyone's so down on IP. And I think they're thinking that they're going to do some cheap, uh, some cheap, uh, they're going to do what they did with, with frozen where yeah. you, yeah, you basically tell the story of frozen in three minutes is what happened. Yeah. And, so. and I think that, I think that it's just, you're seeing that they can do better. And even I would say, you know, we're talking, we're thinking e-ticket attractions. I'm a little bit excited for that Moana experience. I am too. I know a lot of people are giving that flack, but I think it looks cool. I think, I think that's a perfect thing of, okay, we can't, cause every movie can't have a ride. There's just not enough space and, and, and that's just not going to work. But that, the idea of like what the movie and you know Moana's relationship with the water and all that stuff, that's cool. And I think that's the other thing to think about with a lot of these attractions. Um, and that's why we'll give them credit for like Enchanted Tales with Belle. Yep. I think that was a great thing of, okay, we, we aren't going to put in a Beauty and the Beast attraction, but this is a really great thing that still drives people into you know in fairness to beauty and the beast i I do think we need to add real quick they do have the ability to have dinner at beer guests so yeah like now that i think about that that was a pretty big investment there to be able to do that they leaned pretty heavily there yeah so i i think they got the sing-along one too at the epcot yeah yeah so i i think it's i think it's interesting to see what's gonna come here especially as the you know ceo changes over and what well, are the new things that he's going to bring in we are in 50th anniversary mode for the next 18 months yeah and we've got a couple of major attractions opening you know ratatouille just opened we've got guardians coming up you know and we've got tron all of which they're saying are going to open during the 50th so basically in the next 18 months but we're also in that period where D23 is going to happen next year. And when D23 happens, you know, well, there's going to be a destination D event actually this year, but next year D23, we should start to see what the next five years are supposed to look like with Disney here pretty quick. So I'm, I'm hoping, you know, 50th anniversary kind of moves out of the picture. And then we start to look at what's next. How are they going to answer Epic universe? Right. Uh, it's closing time, and if you would like to tell us what we got wrong, what we got right, or anything in between, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BeersEars1928, on Facebook at the Beers and Ears Podcast. You can also email us, BeersAndEars1928 at gmail.com. Um, if you're not already subscribing to us, please do. That helps people find us in the pod. Um, if you're a new member of our Facebook group, we are only 17 members away from hitting 500 people in our Facebook group, which is amazing. What's really cool is like at, at a certain point, the Facebook group is just like people I knew and people, you know, but now it's like growing and there's people who are literally listeners who we don't know, which is mm-hmm. awesome. So, you know, um, again, if you know someone who loves Disney, invite them to to listen to our podcast. 
Um, yeah. So uh, let's raise our glasses, Matt. Yes, absolutely. I'll raise what's <laughs> left of my gin and tonic. I'll raise uh, what's left of my water here. So uh, <laughs> this episode has been on us. We will see you again next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.